One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to episode 104 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We start off by catching up after Holly's holiday. Has she run while in Italy? I am firmly baiting my breath, obviously. We then catch up on everything we've been doing in the huge heat that we've just experienced. I've been running as usual, but I've made sure to adjust my running to allow for the heat taking walking breaks up the hills and drinking way more water. And so far, it's working for me. But of course, we have to talk about sweat because that's a huge issue right now. And never was a sweat wicking top more needed than around me during the summer. We also talk about sports and schools, nudged into it by an email from a lovely listener. As neither of us had the best experience at school in terms of team sports, this is a hugely emotive subject for us, and I know we won't be alone. While tons of you will have had enormously positive experiences at school in PE, there are many of us that haven't. So many of us were picked last and felt unequal and unable to compete with the best of them. Thankfully, quite a lot has changed in PE since I was at school, but we still need to consider young girls in whom there is a massive drop-off in engagement with sport when they hit puberty. Body shaming, self-confidence and simple practicalities all have their part to play, but so do we. We need to be encouraging our girls to enjoy the feeling of participating, not for the end goal of winning something, but for enjoyment itself, just like we do. At the end, we have a bonus section on a new animal that we hate on our running. Let's start, Hol, because um, because we've got loads to talk about and I've not seen you for ages. I know, we haven't seen each other in ages. Yeah. But I'm all good. I'm very jolly. I had a lovely, lovely holiday. I must confess to you all immediately, to you and to the listener, that I didn't run while I was there. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. It was so hot. So hot. I couldn't bear it. I couldn't bear it. If I'd have got up really early in the morning, I think I would have been able to do it. But also, this villa was gorgeous, but it was right in the middle of the mountains with lots of windy, windy roads with fast cars coming around them. So I didn't really feel comfortable running. No. And then for the last couple of days, we were right in the middle of Rome. Uh-oh. Um, and I would have felt like a little bit of a twat, I think. Yeah, I think no. It, I, nobody else was running. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the whole of um, Europe. But I have run through. since I've got back. Would that? Oh, that's good. Oh, well, I was going to say, like, the whole of Europe yeah. would go through a heat wave, and so no one should have had any pressure to run in the last couple of weeks. So I know. Tell me about it. Didn't you run on, on the hot day, TM? <laughs> I did. I did. Although I think you feel, did. I did, but it wasn't – it didn't feel like – like, the worst day for me was almost, like, a day or so later, and I think it's because the kind of the mounting heat and humidity just meant that that kind of, like, about – two nights later was suddenly the hottest hottest night um and so no sleep and you know really uncomfortable and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing um 
so yeah but yeah I don't I don't mind running nasty I don't mind running in heat at all I think it's um don't you I really not very good at it mm. maybe it's a marmite thing I get worried I'm gonna faint do you a marmite thing you either love or hate you think well I think marmite in terms of like you either quite like running in the cold or you quite like running in the heat Mm. plus you're gonna get very salty yeah very like marmite in that respect too yeah and probably smell slightly slightly sour yeah (laughs) so I carried on I did carry on my my um my marathon training plan marathon training Mm. marathon training um so I did I did carry on but um I did I did adapt because I did I was ever so slightly kind to myself Holly you would have been pleased with me Um, good good uh, in that I did the same um duration I did the same the same mileage that I I was going to do but I did take more walk breaks I allowed myself to take a bit longer over it and actually I had a message we had a message from one of our lovely patrons and she said the same thing which is doing the same Mm -hmm. doing the same mileage sticking to all that but just kind of giving yourself just a little bit more time to do it and obviously giving yourself way more water because I did run out. So I was taking, on my long runs, I was taking a litre with me for kind of running for two, two and a half hours and it wasn't quite enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I like the thing that we've spoken about it before. Um, I think it was actually Polar that I was speaking to that Mm. the – watch fitness watch company um that said look for heart rate and don't worry about pace or any of the stuff you usually worry about when it's that boiling because your heart rate is going to be higher than it usually would be because you're going to have to be working harder in the heat so focus on your heart rate rather than your usual pacing indicators yes i are yeah absolutely we actually in fact um we've got a feature going in the magazine um oh god it's going to be August issue I think and we've got oh no no is it August September oh never mind anyway one of the amazing magazines that we're doing at the moment um either August or September Mm. and we've got a feature that's about uh running to rate of perceived exertion rather than to mileage and um and yeah that did I mean I was kind of doing a bit of both but it did like on, so I didn't do a long run on the hottest day of the year. I did a sort of four miler, but yeah, that it was intensely sweaty, and we all know mm. that I do sweat just a little bit more than the average. I, if but I, the, do was, follow Esther on Instagram if you would like to see pictures of the sweat. I mean, that was ridiculous. If you're into that, that was. <laughs> She's it, got a lot, be, a lot of sweat pics, a lot of sweat pics, <laughs> and I think because. Um, because someone pointed out that I kept on wearing the same t-shirt and it's a particularly nice t-shirt and um and it's quite nice to see to see the kind of the journey that that poor t-shirt has been put under yeah. over the past sort of five <laughs> weeks and like there are pictures of me at the end of kind of you know 12 mile runs and I've got like a small sort of you of sweat underneath my chin kind of thing on mm-hmm. but after that four miler it is a deep deep bib that goes way way below my belly button of sweat I mean it was absolutely disgusting I tell you what was really weird oh. on the and, but it was fine it was fine I did take it slow um and I didn't run up any hills yeah I was gonna say not disgusting bloody amazing that you ran on the hottest day on record it was hotter here than it was in Rome I was complaining about the heat oh, was that it really? day it was hotter here no, yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, I always yeah, think it was of like Rome as being like in Rome. Ugh, army. Um, and it was like forty, wasn't it? Here, it was. Uh, yeah, well, it might have been the same in Bath. Maybe really. it's not the same. Yeah, but so, yeah mm-hmm. it kept on threatening to go up to forty, but it didn't here. But I think it did in that London. But um, I in that London the, the day before in that I did. York. Well, or somewhere. Oh, really? Oh, crikey. Um, yeah, so oh, I did when I, I did know. the so the day before then, I, that's when I did my long run. And again, I was kind of that was still quite warm. That was still like, um, yeah, the day I was like 18, 20 or something like that. And that's the other thing on, on, on the hot day, I just made sure that I was going at half six in the morning. So it was fine. Yeah, actually, um, you know, how warm was it then? Oh, Do you was, look at the, t- take a temperature reading before I you left? Do, I didn't take a temperature <laughs> reading, but I knew that it was going to be hot. I mean, it was 25 or something or 30, but I, no, I you yeah. can't just whiz between 25 and 30. Can you? I can't remember, but it was, certainly was not 37. Um, 
and the day before yeah. um again well i think it was more like half eight it was sunday and it was it was warm it was early 20 early to mid 20s i think on that run um and it's definitely yeah. the warmest long run i've had this year and i came back very very sweaty and i right okay so here's the thing so let, let's talk about disgusting things right so when i right you know like some people spit when they run which obviously i find abhorrent yeah which we've discussed um, yeah discussed. we've discussed with My, disgust with yes quite. <laughs> i <laughs> what i find at the end of a run i don't know if you, anyone else feels that has this at all but and i think it's usually a run when i haven't got water with me that I get a build-up of kind of stick, stickiness around my mouth mm. um, that I, I can feel and I end up having to wipe off on a sleeve or something. And it's just like, I get just a, like a build-up of kind of spit, but I think it's it's just, it's really gross. Just oh. sticky kind of... Ugh. Mine just tends to be sweat, I think, rather than spit. Because really? I have to admit, I then quite like, okay, this is so gross, but long run, come back, get in the bath yeah you start to kind of it starts to sort of loosen the, yeah. the sweat that was that has kind of uh, you know cloyed to your face and then you just lick your upper lip and it's like oh oh it's like crisps <laughs> oh lovely and salty quite nice weird yeah. no I don't think so okay. I think particularly after a long when you're really really salty like sometimes when I feel like I've got yeah, like it's there's just something so satisfying about feeling like you have become a walker yeah. you've become Gary Lineker exactly you're like, just now a ready salted crisp yeah it's, just, it's sort of the top of my cheeks and I can feel it you can actually feel salt yeah it's granular it's really strange yeah but no this is kind of like I mean maybe should I we think start I'll... a salt factory <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can never tell yeah. anybody the origin no we can't yeah 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 it's sea salt yeah um yeah fresh Malden sea salt oh my god oh. i'm so sorry um, no right okay so when when i run um, i wonder if maybe i'm running a bit like a bulldog oh no you know mm-hmm. like, uh, dribbling or something down here but either way i get this sort of build up of yeah. white stuff um, and i think it's just basically it's just saliva and spit and just salt or sweat or whatever it's mingling of all these horrible so I'm thinking about like a bulldog. Oh, bulldog yeah I need to sort of wipe it off but on the Saturday the long run it wasn't until I and I, I was it took me a little while to have a shower um and then when I finally went in took my bra off and between my boobs there was a similar sort of build-up of stuff <gasps> Ooh. Like oh. salty, like, like kind of. It was like, it was like, it was like sweat that had become solid. Oh, have I said that? That sounds revolting, doesn't it? Basically, just like sweat that had become solid, maybe, viscous, you, sort you of. <laughs> maybe you'd gone full bulldog and you had just dribbled down your chest. Oh yeah, I'd done that, couldn't I? Yeah, we need to speak to. We need a. We need a an expert. Does anybody know oh, what gross. is this mystery fluid? A new yeah. segment on the podcast. Yeah. Well, what well, maybe, is this mystery fluid? Maybe it's because maybe I get. Maybe I am so sweaty and so kind of salty, kind of thing that if I haven't had mm. enough to drink, that instead of sweating liquid, what comes out <gasps> is more solid. Is more solid. It's tuna salad. <laughs> Don't diss my lunch. Just seeping um, out of your pores. That's gross, isn't it? It's coffee. It's Horrible. one of the other toothpaste. things. Is it like that? Is it? Is that what? Is that? Oh. Uh, I mean, that's. I think that's too disgusting. I am so intrigued. We need to find. We need to find out what is this? What is this? So, so like toothpaste. Well, although maybe, maybe thinking about it, because it was kind of bra around, kind of maybe it's like skin. Maybe it's just like skin that's rubbed. I don't know, but it was it was it was true. Oh, really? Maybe, maybe. Fascinated by by a by this biological mystery. One of those ones I don't really want to Google, just in case it gives me an answer I don't want to read. 
like you're disgusting. Oh, never Google. It will tell you that it's because you've we've got leprosy or something. No, I did that. I did that last night. I was googling a, a health I thing. I thought you were going to go. Oh my god, have I? Have yeah, I yeah. Got leprosy? No, I was, last night I was lying in bed and I was googling, and by the time I went to sleep, I was like, I think that I might have a heart attack, and it was just because I had some tingling in my left hand, and it was because I'd been essentially had. I've got a shoulder impingement. I've not said this to you, have I? You know, I said, Oh my got... God, we've got so much to catch I up know. on. So, <laughs> yeah, I've got an upper arm injury. You know, I've been banging on about, oh, I've got this little upper arm injury, not been bothered about it. Yeah, anyway. you find out another medical yeah. mystery solved. Is it a shoulder impingement? Shoulder impingement. And I mentioned that to my dad, who is 76. And he went, Oh, I get that all the time. I was like, Oh. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a weird, it's just a weird, it's probably because of the fact that I, I sit like a kind of old crone mostly and I don't know, but it's, I've, I've had it now for probably a good couple of months and I can really, I can feel it. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, it's kind of, it sort of basically hurts when I try and put bags of pasta back up onto the top shelf. That's basically the main, yeah, most time I've got it, you. <laughs> it's that movement um, yeah. and reaching behind that's when you kind notice of stuff like that though isn't it I yeah. is is you're doing your when when it starts to kind of impact we we went to this um I was talking about it to Esther just before we started recording I went to this work do last night and it was like an awards thing where we had to do lots of clapping and I didn't realize I was tired until I had to do lots of clapping <sighs> and suddenly I was I felt like my arms were made of lead Aww. but it is when you do you don't notice when you're just kind of going about your business and then mm -hmm. suddenly you've got to put that pasta back on the top shelf and it's like oh my god since when did this become yeah. iron man just trying to put some penne back on the top shelf i know i know it's ridiculous so it does, yeah it doesn't yeah. really hurt. So it's a kind of nervy thing and i should be doing various mm. really really but you know the kind of physio exercises you're supposed to do every time you're given a physio exercise you basically all the exercises are just like <sighs> like tiny movements you're like i just simply can't be asked i never no, do what you have to watch you have to watch below deck while you do it that is the only way way it is the only way yeah is it something i can do it is the only way. Type with one other hand then that's fine too but otherwise no not doing it yes that's true yeah god the the, the modern women just attention spans of of gnats it's terrible isn't it i can't believe i've just said that i don't agree with any of that bollocks um <laughs> what i was actually going to say to you yes. was yeah <laughs> that um while we're talking about sweat i was going to save this i've got a reader letter here and i was going to save it till the end of the episode but yeah it actually ties in quite well to what we're talking about because i can ask you about this now okay, okay. do that i'll pour coffee um, but this is Okay, cool. This is a woman called Kathy, and she's written in. I happened to have picked this one out to discuss today before we started talking about sweat. But I thought that maybe this might be, while we're on the subject, useful for her, for us to give a few answers and to put it out there to the listeners nice. and see if anybody else wants to let us know what they do. So she said, Dear Esther and Holly, you know that saying, pig sweat, men perspire, women glow. Yeah. Well, paint me pink and call me Percy because I'm in the sweat category. <sighs> I've wanted to get in touch about this for a while, but wasn't sure it was appropriate until Shark Gate lowered the bar way down. <laughs> <laughs> love that. And love that. I love what we're doing for the world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know you've talked about sweat loss fairly recently, but my more but my issue is more around the result of sweating, the dreaded BO. I'm mm. pretty sure I've tried every antiperspirant going and many of the Dr. Google suggestions, including hand sanitizer. I've never tried that. No. I can live with the amount of sweat, but dealing with the personal odor and the rancid clothes is getting me down. Oh. The thought of the post-park run coffee fills me with dread because of people who might notice the whiff. Yeah. What can I do on a bodily level, pits and below? And also, is there any product that will get the smell out of the clothes? I'd love you and the Women's Running Pod listeners to share what's worked for you. Thanks in advance. 100% love the pod, Kathy. Oh also, my she needs. God. She said, "P.S. Yeah. Also, need advice on camel toe, but one thing at a time." <laughs> <laughs> Let's work backwards. Let's work backwards. Camel okay. toe. Camel toe. Buy tights a size oh, up. Oh my god! That's camel toe as well, are we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
that's what I'm going to say is buy tights to size up because I always get camel toe when I'm wearing tights that are too small for me. So that's the only thing I'm going to say there. Okay. Um, also shop around also, for tights because potential some... to embrace. Yeah, go I was going to say embrace the camel toe, but I stopped myself because I was like, I don't, I don't know. That's just not what she wants yeah. to know. She wants to know how to I get rid of the embrace. Yeah, it. I can't really well, embrace it either. I'm being a hypocrite. I would, I would say, I would suggest either embracing a skirt or, um, but shop around for tights because sometimes I get tights, um, I get sent tights that where where it has basically one seam from front to back, and that is just where horror camel toe lies. Nice yeah, tights. Yeah, that is ca- asking for ca- not to victim blame, but it's asking for camel toe, isn't it? If, if you have a good pair of tights, they will have a proper gusset to allow for you know your fanny to sit and rest in its kind of magnificent glory without having to splay itself. So, yeah, yes. shop around for your tights. Um, right, sweat. Oh, God, she's brave, isn't she? I think that is such it's such a pain in the ass. I know exactly how she feels in terms mm. of... Um, I used to be crippled with anxiety about the summer, generally, and, and kind of sweating quite a lot, and particularly having to go to public places and things like that. Um and I tried a lot of stuff on the market. I tried, there was, there's deodorants you can get that are supposed to last for like 72 hours. They tend to, yeah. the issue there is that there's concern, isn't there, with antiperspirant generally. I think there's kind of some worries about it because of aluminium content. And then the stronger the mm. antiperspirant is, the more aluminium potentially you might have in there. And that might not be something that you really fancy kind of seeping into your body pits yeah um uh so i was i was actually reading something just the other day which was talking i think because it's the time of year and stuff and i was reading something the other day and it just said actually if if sweating is preventing you from conducting your life as you would like to then that is the point at which you need to go and see a doctor so actually Mm. i think my advice on the basis of this would be to go and see a health professional in the first instance just to say look what what can I do because there are various bits and pieces you can do not least actually I shouldn't be advising this at all so but but I've, I've read people but having Botox, Botox right is that what you're gonna say yeah, yeah. um but I would definitely yeah. I mean if it's called there's absolutely no no shame I think in asking about that if that if it's something that really is impacting you so much that you're feeling miserable about it and that you're stopping doing lovely things like going for a post park run coffee yeah that we should all be fully entitled to, to do um okay. but yeah maybe it maybe it is worth going and chatting to a to a gp about it if it's if it's yeah. causing you lots exactly. of hassle I think, and um, to be honest i think if you've been brave enough to email us with it then i think that you're a courageous person and you you would feel fine to go and have a chat with with a nice gp if if it's if it's you know if it's impacting your life then i think chat to a medical professional about it and i think in terms of kind of mm. generally like we we know that those there's those there are two types of things that you can put on your pits yeah there's deodorant and antiperspirant and they perform very different functions um and if you're more concerned about odor than you are about the sweat then go towards one and not the other so that so deodorant would, wouldn't have yeah. any aluminium in there anyway i know that um um <coughs> sorry coffee's gone down the wrong way um i know that people that absolutely swear by and i wouldn't do mm-hmm. this i don't think because i need antiperspirant more than deodorant but people swear by um salt crystals um as something that Ooh. minimizes yeah so you can buy like crystal deodorant which don't, has no smell and it's just a block. It just looks like a rock, basically. It looks like it's going to do nothing. But it really minimizes yeah. smell. Really minimizes smell. I can vouch. How clever. I've never heard of that. Family members. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, yeah. Go, go, speak to a, go speak to a doc to kind of see if there's something, something at mm. the root of it that might be easy to fix you never know there might be a kind of hormonal and don't feel remotely embarrassed about it it's that you know the fact that you are um like you know if you want to not smell then completely understand I also would like to not smell more in my life as well um but you know I think it's it's super brave that you 
are chatting about it with us thank you for sharing and because yeah. uh, I think this would be useful for other people too but um also yeah I think there is a bit of stigma about going to the docks about stuff like that and, God, yeah. and you feel like you don't want to waste people's time or that you feel embarrassed to share something personal but really that's what that's what GPs are there for to go and talk to you about issues that you've got and um yeah I think be continue to be brave and yeah. um be be confident in in sharing this stuff without any bollock stigma stuff that like you know you're sweating because you are an absolute hero who yeah. is running miles and that's far more than all the people sitting on the sofa and if a bit of smell comes with that then yeah I still think you're the best exactly and, you know I did come back mm-hmm. from a run so when I come back from my runs Dave is um if anything he sort of he might open the door for me but then he will kind of backs away really really rapidly and just finds something to do in a different room and yeah I think I might hum as well when I come back in I'm not sure I never really put two and two together and we had a conversation recently where I I I did say yeah but when I when I run my sweat is just like that's just wet sweat isn't it that mean that doesn't smell he was like oh no no yeah I mean you stink and I was like oh oh do I because I think (laughs) when I come in I'm like oh it's just you know fresh lovely you know just sort of you know fresh sweat doesn't smell does it but yeah apparently yeah yeah I I do I do stink so yeah um well same probably anyway Uh, full disclosure I think I've probably got mine doesn't tend to be armpits and stuff mine tends to be uh it all in my feet it sort of pools in my shoes oh. if you will almost mm. I know and so I can I think I can get away with it I go very very red beetroot red when mm. I'm when I run um but I don't get too smelly uh, from my armpits and things it is just when I come back in and I take my shoes off that I yeah. could clear I could clear a football pitch. People would could smell my, <laughs> my honking toes coming for miles. Oh okay. my god! <laughs> Smelling inside one of my shoes should be a challenge. On I'm a celebrity. <laughs> it's so horrible. <laughs> oh, oh, we all have our crosses to bear, don't we? We all have our crosses to bear, and mm. it's fine. It is and fine. I tell you what. My my feet have actually been a bit. This that that was the only thing I had to um, update you on with my running is that mm. after walking around nonstop in Rome for four days and then coming home and going for a run, uh, compedes are my friends right now. I think oh. I need to have a good chill weekend because my half marathon training starts next week, <gasps> and I don't want to have blisties on my little toes going into it, which is currently what I've got: pinky blisters. Oh, ow. Yeah, no, you don't want that. You don't want that. I know, not nice. So oh. I need to rest up because then I've got two two-milers and a three-miler. It's quite gentle to start with. But, oh, that's not you know, feeling confident. It's all... Oh. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'm feeling confident about the first week because those all seem manageable because I can do those. I'm not... I, I'll speak to you again after I've done the first week. Yes. Well, don't look beyond, I think, is the thing, isn't it? Don't look beyond. Just stick with that first week. Yeah, and don't just look get that beyond. Done. Exactly. No. Oh, exactly. how exciting, Holly. I'm so pleased that you've actually started. Well, you're just about to start your training. It's going to be, um, it's exciting. I know. <gasps> I can't wait. Oh, I can't wait, but also I'm dreading, you know, it's the classic mix of apprehension and excitement. I think it just doesn't feel very real because the last few races that we've had, yeah. well, for me, because of Berlin as well, yeah. I've had either an injury or we've had, it's been cancelled because of the pandemic or it's been made virtual, which is still exciting and obviously was still a thing, but doesn't feel quite so much like an event in your brain maybe. Yeah. Whereas this feels like a big deal that I'm going to be running with thousands of people in a couple of months' yeah. time, which I can't wait for. I can't wait to do again. But it, yeah, it does feel a little bit scary. Yeah, you've had a really big gap, haven't you? A really big gap. I've had a big old gap of actually doing any racing of any of any sort. Well, not, I think it's I been mean, like yeah. I mean, like you say, you have done virtuals a but, year I mean, and a half. Yeah, but but the, yeah, the kind thing about a virtual is that you're not you don't have the panic of being with. Uh, lots of other people 
So it does. Yeah. It's, mm. Yeah. So we, we need to get that book by Josephine Perry, don't we? And think about our values so we don't panic on the start line. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because I know I did go away from that. And I think I, God, I'm so sorry. I think I say the same bloody stuff on this podcast over and over again. But I just, I did decide that I think bravery and courage is not necessarily mine. Mm. Mine, I think is, I don't know. It's sort of proving. I know that when I stand on the, start line I want to prove to people that I can do this thing that probably lots of people don't think that I can do so whatever that is yeah sort of pettiness that's one of my values no I, I still think that's pretty brave <laughs> isn't it it's kind of standing on the start maybe line. it's bravery because if you're if you if your perception is that other people think that you can't do it which might not mm. be true at all actually but if that's your if that's what you think that's what's in your head then it is bravery isn't it um yeah I think I think about Oh my God, this actually leads us on to another reader letter. Do you want another one? Fancy oh, another on. one? Yeah, why not? Because I think where it comes from is us being the kind of people who maybe weren't always picked first for sports mm. stuff. And I always think of myself as not having very much spatial awareness and generally being a bit of a klutz and, oh my God, and not yeah. being, <sighs> yeah, just being a sort of potato bobbing yeah. around not really knowing yeah and I think this really made me a bit like oh when I read it so I wanted to read it to you oh, go on then. we've launched ourselves onto patreon as we need your help to keep going please support us at patreon.com forward slash women's running for just two pounds and you'll get some lovely patron only perks including an exclusive newsletter from me and Holly Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running for your patron only women's running podcast newsletter. Sorry, I've, com- I've completely thrown this whole episode no. by chucking chucking reader emails in when I didn't tell you I was going to, but they keep no, coming, they keep it. being good segues. <laughs> okay, so this one is from a lovely woman called Fiona. She's actually written in before, it was her. Um, she had a port, the Portaloo story, oh, it was oh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah, I remember that. So she's back and she said, this isn't an embarrassing story this time. This is just a lovely thing. She said, I wonder how many of your listeners and readers could identify with the experiences you two shared, but in particular, the distinct lack of sportiness when growing up. Hand-eye coordination for me was only useful in the chemistry lab or home economics room. And I was always the final girl to be picked in PE. In fact, when it came to cross country, no hand-eye cord needed there. I was the last girl who hadn't stopped for a sneaky cigarette snog or cake on the way round. Classic. (laughs) Fast forward graduation from uni and I needed to get fit and on the cheap. Donning some worn out plimsolls, shorts, which I probably wore to bed and a white cotton t-shirt. I did my own version of couch to 5k, lamppost to lamppost for 20 minutes, avoiding being seen or stepping in dog poo or on broken bottles, which were plentiful in the student streets of Leicester. Jammy doesn't cover the luck I had getting into the Great North Run on my first attempt and London in my second ballot try, finishing in one hour 56 and four hours five respectively. Bloody hell. Fast f- I know. Fast forward lots of years and I hadn't had, haven't had to use the London Marathon ballot since 2000. I've done GFA and championship three times despite two ads and two pesky autoimmune conditions requiring oh. lifelong, sorry, two kids, two kids and two pesky autoimmune conditions requiring the lifelong medication sub three hour 15 marathons and sub 90 halves became the aim and happily there have been a few bloody hell she's amazing amazing. my husband keeps telling me to write it all down to inspire other women i had the same age i'm the same age as esther and have recently passed the peak of championship starts so gfa beckons this year but five weeks after it i'm lining up in new york as my london time sneaked me in as a relatively swift overseas runner Oh my god! I thought you might appreciate this picture because she sent. She's then sent a picture of herself at the N, at the NRS. Yeah. Um, and she's with Paula Radcliffe, Joe Pavey, oh. and Jenny Faulkner here. Nice. She said it's with. Her. She said appreciate this picture of her and her besties. <laughs> and she said sorry that she missed us uh, she said I'd love to say I watched Paula break her record in 2003 but I can't because I was running the race too Oh, she's amazing she is running amazing. unites us it helps 
bring us together even when we run alone park run walk jog volunteer shows that 9am on a Saturday morning is not too early it's when the weekend truly begins for me the girls who bullied me at school for being so terrible at sport come and see my power of 10 my medals and my WAVA at park run but most of all see that I found something which has given me happiness joy and the sense of achievement which endures longer than those painful memories of name calling sticks and stones and all that Mm. Whatever your goal, it is you against the world, but never alone, Fiona. Oh my oh God! My God. <laughs> Holly's having a weep, and so am I. <laughs> I'm having a weep. I just thought oh, that, that was so lush. That's so nice. But she's pretty amazing, isn't she? She is pretty amazing. She is pretty amazing. <laughs> but it's true, and so so relatable. So relatable. I had yeah. a, such an astonishingly awful time with PE at secondary school. Secondary school particularly not primary because primary it's all like mucking in isn't it but although actually that was quite tough too but to go yeah I do I do love it that's how that's I like I love what she's written because I, I sort of do I don't I haven't achieved what she's achieved but I do I do sit here sometimes and think to myself well you know what just have to think back to those girls who were always picked first for netball, who were gymnastic superheroes, who could climb ropes, who could, you know, run fast, who, mm-hmm. who always hit, hit yeah. the ball at rounders and all that kind of stuff. And you just think, yeah, but, but, you know, I can do this now. And how, how many of them can say the same? You know, I, I hope they that, are. Exactly. But, you know, and how many I, of them yeah. were doing that when it was in that school setting where, well, A, you have to because you're a child and a teacher tells you to jump on a trampette or whatever. But mm. also a lot of it was about pecking order and about showing off and about and I love that running now for us all is and sport in general, even when I do yoga or go to the gym or something like yeah. I don't do any of that stuff for those reasons anymore. It's so freeing yeah. to, to find sport in a way that you that you actually love and that you're getting something out. How many of them were actually benefiting from, from just trying to show that they could do 10 jumps on the trampette or whatever. Yeah. Like it's, you know, it's now we are doing this because not because we have to, not because the teacher's telling us to, not because we want to be cool, not because we want to be fanciable, but because we love doing it and there's nothing more powerful and independent and cool than that. Absolutely, absolutely. And but then, doesn't it make? I could have think, a celebratory sip of my water. Do for that, women <laughs> empowerment. I. But then, thinking about that, think about how me and you and Fiona have come to this realization, and isn't that bloody brilliant? But think of the girls that are still there in school feeling like we did. And I know know PE is a different kettle of fish these days, but it sort of isn't, you know, and, you know, I've I've been to my kids' sports days and there is still, you know, recognition and reward for the fastest and, and the most agile. And, and they, they are good at kind of ensuring that it's more inclusive and stuff like that. But, Mm. so many girls drop out of sport and stop doing sport particularly around 13 14 and there are so many reasons and some of them are what we're talking about and it's this kind of the the failure the fear of failure or the fear of you yeah. know of, of always being last and blah 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 but it's also periods and it's hormones and it's you know it's yeah it might be it might be uh, gender identity it might be not feeling comfortable in yourself there's so many things there are so yeah there are so many things and what we need to be doing as like what we need to be doing on women's running and what we need to be doing as people and what we need to be doing as parents or friends of people that have kids is is to see what we can do to encourage those girls to continue with with sport and to enjoy it in a way in which that they might have done pre 10, you know, the way in which like Mm. my kids will just run because they want to get somewhere quicker or they will enjoy playing really, really bad football because they just, they're just sort of enjoying it. It's just, you know, and, and they enjoy occasionally junior park run. They love the feeling afterwards. And we talk about that quite a lot of the kind of, it's that, that's why I go running all the time kids, because 
not be- mm. not necessarily because of of how it feels while I'm doing it, but it always because of how I feel when I come back. Um, and it's just kind of yeah, trying to trying to get girls to to understand that they don't need to be hitting the rounders ball all the time. But I I, mean, I wish no. I wish schools taught P differently. I wish schools I wish there was the opportunity for there to be the funding for schools to be able to teach kids about how movement feels so amazing you know it yeah. doesn't always have to be getting to that finish line it doesn't always have to be no you know I for mean, me I really don't think stuff. I yeah and that's fine but that yeah. was never me and because I was never going to get to it first and I hate that about myself but that is my brain I mm. I, don't, I like to do things well and it wasn't until I realized that I could do things well for me if I was only competing with myself and also that I I don't think I've achieved a level of like peace in my brain until I started realizing the the I've because I've always felt like this I kind of know what's going on I know mm. what's going on up here my body I've never felt very connected to or like I really ha- have much control over it or understand it very much and it's really helped me marry those things and feel like feel a lot better realizing that I didn't have it all together up here until I managed to feel a bit more comfortable with movement and with with mm. f- with physical exercise as well and it's been oh it's just bloody great isn't it yeah I know I know it's just amazing running is great. I know it's, tell your friends because it's, it's bloody yeah, great tell your friends, and tell your friends daughters is the thing isn't it yeah and tell I, your friends daughters tell yeah. the child who's sitting on the outskirts who's on the bench in PE because they're nervous to get involved because they might not feel comfortable with their body or, yeah. or they might not feel confident enough to to get involved or they might feel that they're rubbish and so they don't they don't get to be part of it and that's all complete bollocks yeah yeah it is it is and also your sons I mean I was thinking about mm. Ted yesterday and Ted's never ever ever been sporty in the way in which he's I mean he's always been physical like all kids are but he's never been sporty in the way in which his um friends at school are who are all into football and cricket and you know whatever um he's enjoyed trying new things occasionally um Mm. but do you know what was lovely we were we were kind of playing outside school yesterday and um he on my bidding, he performed the most beautiful bridge because he goes to gymnastics. Oh, he's um, good at a bridge. I have seen he... Ted's bridge. Oh my god! On, when we were when we were in Berlin, he had a gymnastics competition, oh, and, yes, and did, we were he? looking at the video. Yeah, he, he yeah. did this, ama- and he's always wanted to leave gymnastics. It's all too much effort for him. But he did this bridge with straight legs and then stuck one of his legs up in the air like a proper kind of gymnast. And it's like oh it's kind of honestly it's it's just lovely. Sorry, I I was yeah, yeah. it's just lovely. I was gonna say that yeah, Doug, my partner is not he's never been particularly he played rugby and stuff in school, but again I think a lot of that is about that 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 wasn't his identity. I did mm. that was just what the what what you did for your PE or whatever. Yeah. And I think he has not not really connected with anything um, since leaving school and uni and stuff. And um, I think recently he's been he's been doing quite a lot of yoga. And I oh, think right. there is a lot of stigma for men around mm. and boys around doing gymnastics yoga pilates whatever it is stuff that might be more to do with your flexibility and yeah. rather than to do with your strength to do with cardio yeah. strength whatever it is mm. and i think that you know that's been like it's really unlocked something in him that he he likes it he really enjoys it it makes him feel good it it, it everybody needs something like that that gets their kind of endorphins going and makes them feel you know uses yeah. your body and yeah, and makes you feel proud yeah, of yourself, I think doesn't it? That way which... Yeah, it makes you feel proud of yourself. And you shouldn't have to be in your mid-twenties to before you start to feel comfortable to be able to do what you want to do with sport. We should be yeah. encouraging children to do what they feel com- what they enjoy, what they feel comfortable with, what they exactly. like doing with sport from from as young as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh so we become MPs. 
Uh, yeah. Yes, and queens. Okay, nice. <laughs> MPs and queens of the MPs universe. And queens. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know, I, there was there was kind of um, there were a couple of other things I just wanted to talk about briefly, but there was because I was thinking about um, girls and that kind of drop off in in terms of of PE and stuff, and 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 one huge factor is periods, um, and um, and it's kind of you know it's getting mm. periods. It's kind of um, it's the education around like period health and um and, and yeah. kind of access to PE kit that is is kind of something that you feel comfortable to move in and doesn't make you feel as though I mean I remember having to do PE in shorts that were barely bigger than pants and so oh, and, we um, wore gym knickers they were called gym knickers yeah and if you didn't if you forgot them then you had to wear vest and pants which is absolutely mortifying nobody thinks about about girls and the the I'm not saying that boys don't experience this but you know because of our periods because of the uh, the sexualization I think as well of like girls quite young like there's there's so much because of the pressure of of the fact that you know even just the fact that we wore skirts in primary school which meant that you you couldn't run around and do cartwheels in the same way that the boys could there's much more of a focus on your body being about how it looks and how you're supposed to present yourself and than there is about doing the thing about doing the yeah. somersault or yeah. getting yeah. involved with, uh, on whatever it is and and I think that like it in, when you don't have women in positions of power going hang on when I was little it would have put me off sport for a year if somebody told me that I needed to come and do somersaults in my knickers in front of a whole class full of people yeah. because of my my experience with my body and my self-esteem mm -hmm. Like, I think, I think if, if we don't have women involved in, in these conversations at the top level, it's just never going to be from the perspective of that little girl. And it's a cycle that we'll never be able to break kind of exactly. thing. Does that exactly. make any sense? Was that bollocks? It makes, yeah. No, it makes total, total sense. And I was thinking about it um, from a selfish point of view, as I think about most things um, at my, now, when was that? I think it was the weekend long run. <laughs> Um, because I started my period the day before on that day. Um, and, mm -hmm. um, and my periods now, because I'm the other end of the thing. Um, so my periods are long and heavy and horrible. Um, mm. and I knew, I knew that that was going to be, uh, I knew it wasn't going to be a perfect experience. Um, and I was just thinking about how many women, going into perimenopause going into menopause who because you know what one big thing that, that that might happen when you're going through that stage of life is to have heavier periods like I do um and I was just thinking about how many women might be put off exercising particularly in public if they know that there's a chance that they could leak um through their clothing which is what I did so I kind of mm. I went through run by the time I came back thankfully thankfully I was wearing a pair of very very dark gray to black leggings with a kind of um a bit of a mild print on them which was a very mm. useful thing but I had bled all the way through and I was wearing mm. period pants and a pad um and yeah basically double bagging and it was still awful um it was just because that's just what my period does at the moment. It just I, it just tips out of me on the first day. It's absolutely disgusting, Aww. and I I'm living with it, and it's fine. And I I work in this line of work, but I can so imagine so many women in that situation who just think, "No, I'm never going to run on my period," because I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I'd be so concerned. I, about I people. think that because I haven't had a period since I've become a runner. <laughs> yeah. I I've never run on my period and I'm terrified of the idea when my periods come back. Yeah. yeah. Terrified of it. I used to always like my sister said it offhandedly the other day. She was talking about some girl that she was friends with and she was like, Oh, we became friends because we were on our periods during PE. So, so we sat <laughs> and, and yeah, like, and it's, God. it's the, pro it's not these girls fault at all. It's the fact that we don't, make these things accessible when you are bleeding consistently out of yeah. an orifice all the yeah. whole time like if that's women's experience which it is for several days of the month every mm. month 
then we need to make these things accessible. There's the conversation going on at the moment with Wimbledon. Have you seen? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, all, with the female athletes. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's... Yeah, I, I'm, but, I mean, it, it it's, just doesn't it doesn't come from perspective of thinking about women and women's no. experiences, does it? It's just somebody has made that decision, who's never thought of what it's like to have a period, yeah. and and that's the problem. Yeah, it is. So it more is. women making decisions and being in charge, please. Yes, please. Yes, please. And I think. Yes, please. You know, and I, I definitely, I've got to a point now. I mean, I thank God we live now. I is what I think in terms of. Things yeah. have moved on so much, and also the access to the kind of things. If you've got, if you if you're able to buy this sort of stuff, that someone like me might think about getting not only period pants but also possibly period leggings, um, to make yeah. sure that that one run and it is really, I mean, for me, it's going to be one one to three days of the month that are really horrific. I mean, the period itself will last eight days, but only three of those are really really heavy. Um, so it's kind of like if I've got access to those sorts of clothing and I get that sort of clothing then I will feel more comfortable going for a run also at the age of 48 I give less fucks so I, yeah. I, I don't feel like the teenage me who would be mortified about walking up the road with something that someone might possibly be able to see between my legs but actually I don't think I don't think that anyone really looks at your crotch necessarily when you're coming back from a run. They just, they, they're so horrified by the way that your face looks that they won't look any further down. Um, exactly. So, or they're yeah. thinking about what they're having for tea or the fact that they're late for work or, yeah. but teenagers do think everybody's looking at them. That's yeah. one of the main symptoms of being a teenager. Yeah. And I don't yeah. quite know how that one is solved that, but that, I by think is, probably is about solved. talking about all of this stuff more and realizing that it's not a big deal but yeah and also but it's it, it but it feels like a big deal and that's where things like choice of clothing at PE um choice of clothing is really important hugely yeah. important hugely because what does it bloody matter at the end of the day whether you wear mm. white shorts or black shorts if you're doing the bloody thing yeah yeah and do you know if you're doing I, I the sport people, then yeah exactly exactly I, I mean I now I was I found this quite um revealing that um it's quite normal in Felix's class so she's seven for her to go in wearing they have school play suits so that enables mm. a, a decent cartwheel without fear of knicker showing um, that's lovely when she does wear a dress, um, she wears um, like little black cycling shorts underneath, again, for cartwheel purposes. Yeah. Um, and that's very, very common. That's what most of them do. So it's like... Really? Yeah. yeah. God, if that was about when I was a kid, because we had kilts oh. and they blew open. They were held oh. together by a safety pin. And if your safety pin wasn't in the right place and they blew open, <gasps> I know. Oh, that's and awesome. just all of this stuff. It's like women wearing white at Wimbledon. Mm. I I know none of it's done vindictively, but it's just nobody ever thinking. Oh, if a girl can't has to wear a kilt, then that means she can't cycle to school potentially. She can't do yeah. a cartwheel in the playground. She can't play British bulldogs and get conked on the nose. Yeah, like all the stuff that boys do all the time when they're kids. Yeah. That mean that they don't have so much fear of their bodies and of and of exercise and of 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 using their their bodies in front of other people yeah. you, know? But, you know it's so it's like so many of these weird rules it's because they've been a lot of the like Wimbledon rules for instance <laughs> the white wearing rule mm. has been made by a bunch of blokes in like 1913 who'd never ever seen a vulva in their lives and were scared of body hair it's like Ruskin or something isn't it so it's going to be all bunch yeah. of men just smoking cigarettes with cigarette holders going yes yes George I, I think everyone should wear white because no one has any genitals no no of course they don't and it's that yes it's that exactly the same with the kilts isn't it and and then but so the fault is not with them because that's the way that they were brought up but the fault is for everyone else going that's the way it's always been that's the way it should always be it's like it's those people yeah it's, it's us just going yeah well yeah. it's always been right at Wimbledon why shouldn't we change it it should just stay like that it's just it's bullshit 
It's bullshit. Yeah. I think the conclusion basically is <laughs> fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> as yes. usual, you know. As usual, as usual. We haven't. As usual. It's not. It's not. Uh, I don't feel like I've um, changed my mind on anything in today's chat. I have definitely no. confirmed my belief. That Me too. Wasn't that shit. interesting though? I hope. I loved that conversation. I really enjoyed that conversation. And thank you, Fiona, for, sparking I think, it, yeah. sparking it sometime back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But 25 minutes ago or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And oh, thank you just... for giving us a little wobble and a weep on a Friday morning. Mm. Well, it would, it's, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's impressive, isn't it? And it is, yeah, like we, like we were saying, that that journey from, from, I mean, I just felt, you said you felt like a potato. I felt like a rectangle at school mm-hmm. and, and a very, you know, unagile, very slow. I still feel like that to some degree now but I'm not competing so do I but I guess I just I realize that it doesn't matter yeah Yeah, matter I think that's the primary thing is it doesn't matter just do what makes you happy and do what you enjoy and do what makes your brain feel good and your body feel good and don't worry about looking like a potato exactly or or a rectangle um I mean yeah, rectangles are great shapes. And uh, I mean, it's the shape of a chip, for God's sake. I mean, and and comparison, not mm-hmm. only is it a thief of joy, but comparison is comparative. So, you you, you know, you're, you're comparing yourself to like when you when when one was a teenager, I compared myself to everyone I was at school with. Now I compare yeah. myself with how I was as a teenager. And I'm grateful that I am mm. in a position now where I'm like, well, you know, I I wish I could have looked after her a little bit more, um, because she wasn't at, that bad, <clears throat> you know, and 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 she could have done with a bit of nurturing, sport wise, really. But I'm here now, mm. and and that's pretty cool. I think, sort of, thirty yeah. years on, to be able to say, well, actually, you know, it's all right if you can't climb a rope, um, you know, and, and yeah, because so, there's other things. There are other things. I'm never ever going to be able to turn a cartwheel in the way in which my children can. <laughs> And that's fine. No. Also, what the fuck was the point of that rope? (laughs) What was the the point of that rope? It was there to taunt me. I could never get get both feet off the ground. No, no one could. We were were children. We were single-digit age children. (laughs) Who the fuck did they think we were? George of the bloody jungle. (laughs) What the heck? It was so weird. Oh, so hot. And I never really saw any, I never saw anyone successfully do it. Oh, I did. I think it was just there for a prop. Oh, maybe. Oh, I'm, did you? I'm pretty sure there was like, yeah, one or two kids that were up there like rats up drain pipes. And it's like... Yeah. <sighs> yeah, never been able to do that. But never mind. I don't ever have to do it again, do I? So No, because you can run marathons instead. So that yeah. rope can suck it. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, like the big one, rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and I think you know what I'm going to end this one by talking about a little adventure I had when I went for a run a couple of days ago um you know we're oh, always tell me. Off, thank you you know we're always slagging off dogs right yeah um, not for their personalities yeah. only for their mass on the canal path exactly and mostly <laughs> mostly because of their owners um yeah I am not going to slag off a dog today. I'm going to slag off a swan. I was almost bitten <gasps> by a swan. Honestly. Oh, my God. That's one of my worst fears. Me and my dad used to go to this, this um, what do you call it? It was like, sorry, I've totally hijacked the story. Fine. Sorry. Where, well, where it was only go? just going to be a shorter side to say it was called Moors Valley, but I don't know what you call those things. It was like a, a one of those, you walked around a sort of woodland walk. Yeah. It, it, yes, kind of. It had a, a wetlands bit and you walked around a kind of bit of a forest and there were things made of wood that you could climb up, mm-hmm. you know, like a kind of adventure centre thing. And oh, nice. um, we used to get a chalk ice at the end. Lovely. And the swans would come and try and peck the sw- cho- the chalk ices out of our hands. And we used to have to stand on, me, both me and my dad, standing on picnic benches, screaming and eating <laughs> chalk ices. <laughs> it was terrifying. And I've been terrified of swans ever since. And chalk ices? 
I haven't really had many chalk ices since then either. Oh my God. Oh my God. <gasps> oh, yeah. So this time I was running along the canal path um, and there is a family of swans that I have seen there before and they sort of mm-hmm. nest. There's kind of, you know, you've got the path and there's then a bit of greenery and then you've got the canal and they kind of nest. They take up all of the greenness and, and there's, they're, it's a big family because you've got your mum and dad. Oh God. And all of the goslings are now all swan sized, but grey. They're teens, so, aren't they? They're kind of yeah, teens. They really yeah. need to, if, I'm, if I'm honest, they should have left home by now. It's slightly embarrassing that they're still there. Yeah. Oh, it's awkward. Um, Come on. Yeah. Grow up. Go to university or get an apprenticeship <laughs> or whatever, but bugger off because, you know, there's just not enough space for you. So there's like eight of these massive teens and these two. So they're all taking up loads and loads of space. The father. Like hoodied swans is yeah, what I'm imagining. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Emo swans. And the, yeah. the, the, well, the parent, I don't know if it was a father, actually. Uh, that's, that's, that's jumping to conclusions about violence and things. But the one, the overprotective parent was mm-hmm. nestled with, you know, and swans are huge, aren't they? Re- like quite like half on path, half on grass. And a runner went past, so I was coming up to it and then a, a, a chap overtook me and I saw him run past these swans and this swan reached mm. out its lengthy neck and, and snap its heels. <gasps> you know? So then I stopped completely and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And so in the end, I had to sort of pick my way. I just walked. How did he respond? Did he just run on? Run on. Um, and I'd seen someone just ahead of him have the same thing. And so then I I then walked very slowly past, but it still snapped at me as well. I was terrified. Mm. I was absolutely terrified. And But at the same time, I was just like going... Like, A, your kids are big enough to look after themselves. Look at their size. Exactly. Helicopter parents, am I right? Oh, you are so right. (laughs) (laughs) Let them forge their own path. And certainly, yes, you you probably taste a bit like chicken. I think that's the other conclusion you always have to take about swans, isn't it? They taste a bit like chicken. And then have your arm off. So I'm sitting there going, what's the (laughs) What what's the worst could happen? And because of the Queen, you're not allowed to just not allowed to fight, figure out. Bring if they their bloody no, you're not long old necks. No, no, no. So I don't really have a lesson to kind of give to anyone as a result of that, other than maybe avoid the Kennet and Avon Canal path at sort of ten o'clock on a Sunday morning. But like, I mean, those swans—they're bastards. I think because they've been left because we haven't been able to eat them for the past couple of hundred years because someone some yeah, they got queen, cocky haven't they they've got cocky yeah they are the gray yeah. squirrels of of kind of waterfowl land that's what i reckon they are they are yeah. i agree actually mm. i completely agree Bastards. they need to be knocked down a peg or two yes they do yes they do <laughs> it terrified me like more than cows i was really scared I think I would find that more scary than cows because they've got serrated beaks, it's some of them. Teeth. Yeah, I mean, not actual teeth, but yes, yeah, serrated. Yeah. It did look serrated and he he or she yeah. was really going some. <sighs> anyway, oh. I don't know. I don't think you're, you, are you allowed to kick a swan? You probably aren't, are you? I was literally thinking that earlier. I was like, can you at least just punch it in the beak? But I don't know whether you can. <laughs> Oh God! It's one of those RSPCA episodes, isn't it? Oh, let's get it. Is we're going to have Chris Packham on us again? Oh, don't say that. Not again, by the way. He didn't. (laughs) He hasn't. I don't know why I said again. (laughs) What were we slagging off that time? Was it badgers or foxes or both? We were saying we should cull red kites. Oh, there we are. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. don't want always to thoughtful red... about the we, environment. We are indeed, and we don't want to cull swans. But I just, I just, you know, their their kids need to leave home when they should leave home, and they need to take up their space on the canal path, which should be for everybody. Yeah, agreed. And they need to get a less aggressive therapy. Albos yes, I think for those do. little teens and. <laughs> stern word with themselves that's what they need (laughs) oh Esther I'm weeping from that slightly that was so that was so silly 
But I would have been absolutely terrified, to be fair. That's an absolutely fair beef. Maybe that can be our next... Well, as you've seen during this episode or heard, then, uh, you know, we're always happy to weave your questions, lovely stories, things into our into the podcast. And we love hearing from you every time. Um, okay. But if you have got any incidents inspired by swan gate then do let us know wr podcast at anthem.co.uk we would love to hear who's snapping at your ankles oh <laughs> nicely put like a professional hold Thank like a professional Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe, that way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our supporters on Patreon and you'll receive a special patron-only newsletter from me and Holly. More perks on the way, I promise. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running to find out more. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.